everybody is getting their week off to a great start as i always say you know my 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 focus is always about how you're managing the time what are you investing in yourself and what moves are you making to optimize the time despite whatever it is you might be facing or whatever it is you may be going through so i hope that you are in a good space that you are prepared to take on the challenges of the week and I want to talk to you about something. I want to remind you, if you have not signed up for the Epic Realm Community of High Achievers, which is a community of people who are like-minded in different stages of their journey to achieve greatness in multiple areas, the link for that is in the description box. Don't wait. Go join. We are doing some things. We've had our second Q&A session. We are helping people put their business plans together. We're helping people put their plans for this year together. All of this stuff is just simply a part of the membership. You want to be a part of this because we are going to do some exceptional and extraordinary thing that's going to be exclusive to the members of this particular community that I've created. That being said, I want to talk to you about something. Right now, everybody is headed towards something they are destined to hit. And the only person or thing in this entire world that can change it is them. Some of you are headed in the right direction and you only need to remain focused and you only need to go. But the vast majority of you are headed in a direction where you're not going to hit the target you desire. You're not going to have the life that you desire. This is a reality because things happen in life. Some of us are born into extreme poverty. Some of us are born into immensely abusive relationships. Some of us enter into situations later on in life by choices we make that, again, redirect us and put us on paths that are not conducive for us to optimize the potential that is inherent within us, the part of our design put there by the creator for us to do exceptional and extraordinary things. But here's the beautiful part about it. You can change your destiny. If the current destiny that you have isn't what you want, you're the only one that can change it. Matter of fact, if anyone else tries to change your destiny, they only become a part of it. They only ensure that it happens because destiny by its very definition means it's destined to happen, but you can change it. You have the ability to change the destiny. And when I think about destiny, I'm thinking about what's one of the reasons why people don't hit the mark, why people don't hit the mark. And, 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 and the first thing that comes to mind is a biblical principle uh, that God put forth. He says, where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
most people have set down the vision, the dream, the the idea, the imagery, the the things that are associated with their greatness, the things that are associated with the things that are possible for them. They've put down the vision. Well, there's no vision. The people perish. Most people aren't functioning from vision. Most people are functioning from a survival mode. Most people are functioning from ideas that have been given to them. Most people are functioning from a place of uh, 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 association and assimilation. They they are not functioning from an internal vision planted there by, by, by something greater than themselves. And, and it's because they don't have a vision, they have literally began the process of perishing and not fulfilling their destiny. But I want to talk to you about the power of changing your destiny, because if you can get a new vision, or if you can reclaim and dust off and reignite the old vision, if you can set course for something greater than where you are right now, there's absolutely nothing that can stop you but yourself. But see, here's the thing. When you begin to entertain the vision, the vision is going to require some change. The vision is going to demand a new way of thinking, a new way of behaving, a new way of focusing, a new way of perceiving. The vision is going to challenge you to step outside of the paradigms that you've been living in. The, the vision is going to demand a paradigm shift from victim to victor, from, from, from oppressed to empowered, from, from, from darkness to light. It's going to require you to see things different, to speak things different, to do things different. The vision is making some demands that make you uncomfortable. Why? Because uncomfort is really a true representation of not being familiar with something. There are some people that are comfortable in their poverty. There are some people that are comfortable in their misery. There are some people that are comfortable in, 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 in jobs and situations that don't provide them with the things they want because they are familiar with it. They know if I just simply wake up in the morning, if I just simply get up and do the things that I've always done, I'm pretty much going to get what I've always gotten. Now, deep down inside, there's a yearning inside of me that wants something greater, but I'm not familiar with it. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel right. And when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm talking to my clients and they start to talk about it doesn't feel right, I said it doesn't feel right because it's not familiar. Anytime somebody's telling me it doesn't feel right, because anytime you start to do something you're not used to doing, there's a level of discomfort that comes along with it. There's a nuance about it that you are not comfortable with. So it doesn't feel right. But see, you're going to have to get used to that level of discomfort because that's where the exceptional takes place. That's where the extraordinary happens. That's where phenomenal becomes reality. But you're going to have to be willing to see a vision that moves you and ignites change that you are willing to engage. I, I, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost at the point I'm trying to get you to because I want I want you to understand something. The things that you are yearning for, that thing that is inside of you that every now and then taps you on the shoulder and says, This ain't it. And you you quietly and quickly push it to the background because you don't see how. That's because you don't have the vision. See, again, without vision, 
the people perish. You're going to have to actually embrace the vision. When, when, when you get that tap next time, you're going to have to sit down and actually look at it. And it's going to be frightening to you. Why? Because it's going to be presenting some things that you haven't fathomed in quite some time. <clears throat> you may have looked at it, but you haven't sit down and actually analyzed it and anatomized it and decided that you're going to do something with it. And now that you're looking at it, it makes you uncomfortable. You're going to have to literally sell yourself on the vision. And when you're selling yourself on the vision, you don't consult anyone else because it's not anyone else's responsibility to believe your vision, to confirm your vision. The vision is for you. But if you don't believe the vision, here's the problem now. If you don't believe the vision, there's no strategy, there's no plan, there's no direction, there's no pattern you can follow that's going to produce the results that you're looking for because the belief has to come from within. The belief has to be something you feel. You don't need anybody to co-sign it, but you need to be strong enough in your belief to walk in it. Now, let me tell you why this is important to be able to believe in the vision because there are going to be some good people. I'm not even talking about the bad people. I'm not even talking about the people that want you to fail. I'm talking about there are going to be some good people that are literally going to try to convince you to keep your cup. What do I mean by cup? I mean that cup, that little tiny thing that is a representation of the capacity you have to hold something new. See, some of you are walking around with a coffee cup. Some of you are walking around with a shot glass. Some of you are walking around with a thimble. But whatever it is, it's limited in what it can do for you. And most of the people around you are holding a cup pretty much the same size as yours. And they're going to continue to con try to convince you to hold your cup, to keep your cup. But what you're going to have to do is be willing to let the cup drop and shatter. Because when you let the cup drop and shatter, you let the limitations that have been holding you back shatter with it because in that cup that's that cup represents the restrictions of limiting beliefs that come from childhood limiting beliefs that comes from observing others fail limiting beliefs that comes from a constant redundant message to you that this is all you deserve that this is all you can have you've got to be willing you got to be willing to let that cup shatter. I'm trying to tell you that when you let go of the cup, you open up and you decide now just how much capacity you want to build and hold by what you decide you're going to do. But let me tell you something. You got to let the cup go. You got to refuse it. You got to stop watering down your dreams to align with your environment. Your environment is not indicative of your destiny. The vision is where there's no vision, <laughs> the people perish. See, it's not the environment. I know people born into poverty that are multimillionaires. I know people that were born into dysfunction and, 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 and uh, distress that are now teaching people how to heal. See, I'm trying to tell you that your environment is not indicative of your destiny. Your vision is. Let me tell you a story. One of my favorite stories. I, I'm, I'm a true child of hip hop. Born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s and 80s. 
uh, came into adulthood in the late 80s and really, truly a, a child and a student of hip hop. One of my favorite MCs is KRS-One, uh, who was uh, initially with Boogie Down Productions. And and if you if you know the history of Boogie Down Productions, you also know that because of Boogie Down Productions, we have D-Nice, who is still doing his thing, mostly now as a DJ and really kept us going during the first stages of the pandemic. But if you go back and you start looking at um, the story of KRS-One, no, people may have heard that KRS-One was homeless, a 19-year-old homeless kid living in a shelter of about 700 and something men. Now, Scott LaRock, who was the DJ, DJ Scott LaRock was the DJ for Boogie Down Productions, which he founded with KRS-One. But let me tell you, Scott LaRock was first uh, Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling was a, a, a caseworker, so to speak, who came, uh, a social worker, who came to the shelter on a regular basis to deal with the needs of the people in the shelter. And KRS-One would tell the story about how these social workers will come in on a regular basis and they have these questions. What do you work? What are you doing? What are your plans? Are you going to school? Do you have a job? All these different things. And say, well, how do you plan on coming out of or getting out of your situation? And, and when they ask him what it is he did, he would tell them I'm an MC. And they would say, you can't make any money doing that. What are you going to do outside of that? And he didn't have an answer other than I'm an MC. And, you know, it doesn't sound good. It wouldn't sound responsible to 99.9% .9 of the people today. You're homeless. You're 19 year old. Now, he was a runaway. A lot of people don't know this story. He was a runaway. So he was running from something. From what I understand, there was no true relationship with the father. So he's running from something. And he ends up in the shelter. And he's telling everybody, I'm an MC. And they couldn't see it, but he had a vision. And the vision moved him into a place that was beyond common sense. But see, the problem with common sense is about common people have it. Sometimes you got to have foolish, stupid sense in order to get somewhere. I'm not telling you to become homeless. I'm not telling you to leave your job. I'm not telling you. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there's a story here. Well, he sits down with his social worker that he meets for the first time, Scott Sterling, and, and tells him what it is. And when he says, I'm an MC, instead of hearing that will never work, Scott Sterling tells him, well, spit a rhyme. And he spits the rhyme and Scott goes, oh, man. Scott, Scott invites him to a place where he plays at. He comes and hears it. While he's there, he's running past all these people that he looks up to, uh, Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, all these people in the house, and he's seeing the house come down. So the next time he sees Scott Sterling at the place, he tells him, man, that was wild. He said, well, hey, man, when I get paid this week, we're going into the studio. Now, okay, so now he's, he's, he's still seeing Scott Sterling, though, as his social worker. He's seeing him as his social worker, but he's hanging out with his social worker who happens to be a DJ. Well, even Scott has this vision because Scott is taking paychecks that need to actually be going towards something else. Sounds like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Sounds like Robert Kiyosaki, pay yourself first type thing. If you've read that book, if you haven't, you need to read it. Rich Dad Poor Dad. But he says, pay yourself first. But anyway, Scott LaRock is sitting up putting off paycheck money that should be paying bills on studio time well long story short they do south bronx 
South South Bronx, and then they get dissed by a, 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 the premier radio disc jockey of the time, uh, which keys a beef between them and the Juice Crew, primarily Marley Mall and uh, MC Shan, um, with a great deal of animosity towards MC Shan. KRS-One emerges as one of the best battle rappers and hard, I mean, battle rappers of that time. And the rest is history. Now you have Boogie Down Productions, but you also have a key element and component of the positive rap that emerged out of that because he was talking about real true live issues that weren't the norm in hip hop at the time. And followed him were Grand Nubians and and, 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 and X-Clan and so many others that were spitting things that made sense that were actually empowering people during a certain period of time before hip hop flipped. But the bottom line is, here's a person in an environment that says there's absolutely no way you're going to ever do anything. What are the statistics on coming out of a shelter and excelling and becoming a multimillionaire? What are the statistics? So, so but, 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 but there, there was a vision. And because there was a vision, he didn't perish. Because there was a vision, that was something for him to stand on. Because there was a vision, that was something for him to push forward to. You are going to have to consult your vision. Don't consult your situation. Don't consult your circumstances. Don't consult your friends who are in the same place, holding the same cup. You're going to have to drop that cup drop those limitations and demand from yourself something greater. You're going to have to be willing to engage change because change is a part of the dynamic of growth. You cannot grow without changing. You cannot have the things you want in life that are at a higher level without growing. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Look, no matter where you're at, there's a higher level, there's a new level, there's something you're going, you have to raise your standards, you have to raise your expectations, you have to change your movement, you have to change your perceptions, you have to be willing to delve into and do some things at a level that most people aren't will be unwilling to do. I tell people all the time, if you want things that the most people don't have, you're going to have to be willing to do the things most people won't do. That's what happens to most people. They balk. When it's time to make a move, they balk when it's time to take actions. They choose what they think to be safe, which proves later on not to be as safe as they thought. And they end up in a life that is not fulfilling. Life is so much shorter than you can imagine. It's but a whisper, it's but a vapor, but you can do so much in it if you make up in your mind to raise your standards. Look, this is what I'm going to challenge you to do. I'm going to challenge you to consult the vision. See, somebody told you to get out of the, get, get your head out the clouds. Somebody told you to stop daydreaming. Somebody told you to be realistic. I want you to put all of those things aside. I want you to go back and pick up the vision. And I want you to dust it off. I want you to kind of sit back and look at it. I want you to contemplate what it would be like to live life at the level of your design. 
what it would be like to actually walk in the fullness and the magnitude of what you were designed to be and do in this world. I want you for once to stop being restricted by the limiting beliefs of the past that is influencing your future and decide that you're going to change your destiny. I would love to help you do that. For those of you who are serious, I mean, absolutely serious about doing something different, you know, and, and you know, that's something greater. That's something better. That's something more remarkable. If you're looking to make this life this year epic, if you want to be this to be the most explosive and powerful year of your life and you're willing to consult your vision and you're willing to invest in yourself time energy effort and money to changing the trajectory of your life forever so that you don't only benefit but your children benefit and their children benefit your family benefits the people in your periphery benefits that you literally become a force i'm telling you this the one thing that you should want people to either say or think when your time on this planet is over with and however it is articulated, the theme should be he or she made their presence felt. That doesn't mean bullying anybody. That doesn't mean getting over it. It means that you changed lives. It wasn't just about you, but it has to start with you. If you are that person, I want to work with you. Whether it's in my Savage Six program or my Platinum program, that's six weeks or a year. But if you want to start, you can start with the Savage and Six program. The link is in the box. If you already know you want to uh, sign up for a year, email me directly if you're ready to do a year. And that's CEO at RickWallacePhD.link. I want to personally help you get to the next level. If you're serious and you're ready to put in the work, let's make it happen. On that note, I'm out of here. As I always say, I live my life on full. Why? Because I'm going to leave this place on E. And that simply means I'm not taking any potential to the grave with me. None. I'm going to give it all I got every day. I'm going, I, I am absolutely going to change, change the, the lives of as many people as possible. My goal this year is 1 million people. That means I've got a lot of videos, a lot of books, a lot of articles, a lot of lectures, a, a, a bunch of things that I need to do on a bunch of different platforms and a bunch of different places. And I'm booking up very quick and I'm going to get there. I'm going to make this the most epic year of my life. And that's saying a lot. Uh, I'm not bragging. That's why I don't use a whole lot of numbers. Those people who know me know uh, what I've done. I don't use a whole lot of numbers. Uh, you Google if you want to find out some things, but I'm telling you, uh, if you want to do something spectacular, if you want to do something extraordinary, 
Let's make it happen. On that note, I'm out of here. You have an unbelievable day. Thank you.